I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the man, Dwight Bain, and thank him for being on this show every single week. This is a big commitment. He's a busy man. He runs his own business. He's an executive life coach. He's a sought-after speaker. He mentors lots of people. He is a counselor full-time. He is a busy person, but he invests in your life and my life every single week. I went behind the scenes just to uh, check some of the stats on the show since it started at the beginning of May 2015. And because I'm a radio person, I just love like how many people have listened and what states and what countries, you know, all these, like this data. We just love data when you're in radio. And so, uh, hashtag nerd. And I was looking at um, how many people have listened to the show and it's 73,000. Um, it's not people, it's it spins. How many times has the show been played? And listen to 73,171 times, which for someone like me, that's a huge deal. Like what? Like the show has been heard 73,000 plus times? What? Um, For someone like, uh, for instance, Brant Hansen, who is a Christian radio guy and also has a, a podcast he puts out, like his last show, just that one show was listened to 73 thousand times. So I know I'm not a big deal. I know I'm not a big deal, but I'm just so thankful to have a voice. I'm so thankful to talk about God and his heart and his character. And I'm so thankful to hear stories and to share those stories with you. This show has changed my life. No doubt about it. And I'm just I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for Dwight Bain. I'm grateful for everyone who invested through a Kickstarter to make it happen. I'm so thankful for Paul Goldsmith, who believed in me when I just didn't even believe at all. I mean, he was constantly saying, you can fly. And I'm like, I do not have wings. And then he's like, jump, girl. <laughs> you will sprout wings. And so his encouragement and, you know, people like Dwight and Julie Thomas, Carrie Scott, Rebecca Carroll, Eric Allen... Um, just so many people who've been regular guests. Um, I'm just so thankful for everyone who's invested in my life and given me the opportunity to invest in your life. Because I'll tell you, friend, one thing I know, I mean, there are not a lot of hills I will die on, but God loves you. God loves you. There are so many things I don't know. There are so many things I don't understand. Somebody tried to talk politics with me the other day, and I just blanked out. I'm like, they all, I just don't, I can't, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's so confusing after a while. There are so many things that I cannot understand, but I will die on this hill. God loves you. He is, and he loves you. And as long as I have breath in my lungs... I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell other people and I'm going to invite people onto this platform who can unfurl their stories in a manner that will allow our hearts to be pierced with the knowledge of God. There is a creator and he loves you and he has a plan for your life. If those statements are true, you cannot ignore them. You must respond to them. You cannot live your life like an island doing whatever you want. You just can't. You have to respond to those truths that there is a God, that he loves you, and he has a plan for your life. You respond to that, reach towards that, press into God, seek him with all of your heart, and then watch what happens next.
And when you hit a wall, you just keep pressing in and you just relentlessly seek his face. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And for me, that means the faith to believe that he is and that I will seek him with all of my heart. And in that experience, it pleases him, I believe, to reveal himself to me. There's another verse that says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for those whose hearts are towards him. I just implore you to have a heart towards God. And I'll be praying for you that you will experience God's word in such a powerful way, experience his presence in such a powerful way. The divinity and calling of God on your life will become so evident to you. That is why I'm here. (laughs) I want to be a firebrand to your soul so that you get stirred up enough to get free from things that hold you back and to fulfill the calling of God on your life. And I believe that's for you. Or you wouldn't even be listening right now. That's a message for you. So where where was I going before that little sermon popped out? I was talking about Dwight Bain. I'm so thankful that he's invested his life and time into this show. And so I wanted to start the show by honoring the fact that Dwight has given so much of his life investing in me, and I'm so thankful for that relationship. And a shout out to Cure International before we get rolling because, you know, they rock. They're um, helping sponsor this show, and it matters to me because what they do matters by helping heal kids with hospitals in 30 countries. But it takes supporters. It takes prayer. It takes investors. It takes people who get the word out. You know, none of us exist alone. And when you're called into a work, that means that he's going to call people to invest financially into that work. And maybe that's you. So I just wanted to share the name Cure International with you and give you a chance to pray over that and find out more about them if you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. This is this is life. This is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Hey, thank you for sending me the the link that you did with Peyton Manning's retirement speech. That was so profound. Oh, I'm glad you listened to it. Wasn't it well written and so beautiful? Well, it was beautiful because what I realized um, over the weekend. Gary Smalley, who was a marriage and family writer, went on to be with the Lord and passed away with his family, holding hands and singing hymns as he crossed over. I had no and, idea. I had no yeah, idea. My he, word. Um, um, he had a great influence on everybody inside of the industry of Christian counseling and yes. pretty much everybody in America. God really used him. But I saw him at a conference in September in Nashville, and he looked kind of old and tired and he was moving slow and I didn't really stop to talk. He was like, Hey Gary, how you doing? Cause I was going on to the next place I was going to speak. And when a friend of mine said, you, you heard that Gary passed Sunday night, right? And I said, no. And I knew that he had been battling with his kidneys for years, but I didn't know that he was that close. And, and I kind of um, grabbed me because I thought, you know, I'm going through all the emotion of loss and his funeral and all that. Yeah. And then you send me this thing about Peyton. And yeah. I realized Peyton knew he was going to say goodbye. He had a chance to be yeah. able to say goodbye yeah. Yeah. to the fans, to the coaches, to the players, to his agents. He had an opportunity because he knew this season is ending. 
I'm going into the next season. In fact, I was, as he was, as he was talking, I wrote it down. He said, don't be led by obstructions. Don't be led by setbacks. Be led by your dreams. My life is not shrinking. I'm just going into yeah. the next season. Yeah, yeah. So he knew he was going into the next season. He had a chance to say goodbye. And I thought, how many times, Lisa, do we not get a chance to say goodbye? Or we don't even realize that I'm not going to be this way again. I'm not going to work for this company. I'm not going to be around this person. I'm not going to you know, maybe be part of this family because there's a divorce coming I don't know about. And we don't have a chance to say goodbye to the people that we love, the people that we will miss, the people that we may never see again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Peyton, maybe that's one of the many reasons why it was so moving, because we all want to be able to say goodbye in such a an honest, classy, sincere way. And he got that chance and we all got to witness it. And maybe that's one of the reasons, like you said, you know, you said something to me once. It kind of goes along with this. And I've passed it on to many people. As a matter of fact, Rebecca Carroll, I heard her saying it to someone else recently. And she said, Lisa told me this. And I said, well, Dwight Bain told me this. <laughs> um, and that is every time you unplug your headphones, Lisa, you should pause and thank God. Oh, because yeah. You have no idea whether you'll ever get to plug them in again and be on the radio again. And it's such a privilege. And so what you're saying is to respect the moments and appreciate what we have because you don't know. Well, being able to maybe see life as a series of seasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, some people get really, really hung up because they don't work for this company or they're not part of this family or this part of life changed. And, and it's painful. I don't want to minimize that. I mean, as I listened to Peyton Manning give his retirement speech, some people say, well, man, this is just football. What's the big deal? Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for men to express emotion mm -hmm. and for him to be able to come to the conclusion of it's time to change is pretty rare because usually what happens, not just for men or for athletes or for anybody, is it's, it's hard to say, I will willfully make the choice to go into the next season and I'm, I'm tearful, but I'm going to let go. It's, it's why some people never, it's pretty shocking. The majority of people that start a PhD program, Lisa, they never finish it. The majority. The majority. Because? Because when they finish, then you're done with school. That's as high as you can oh. go. <laughs> right. And some people are really good at being students, but they're really scared about kind of going out into the big old thing called life. Mm -hmm. And so it's overwhelming. So uh, let me just not finish this. Let me procrastinate. Yeah, I know I should get that done, but I'm not. And so what happens is it never gets done. And after five years or so, they boot you out. I guess you could start over. But when I graduated um, with my master's degree from Liberty, there was a guy who I thought graduated in my same class. But I came back like two years later to speak at an event. And he was still there. And I said, oh, I thought you graduated. And he said, no, I didn't graduate. I'm still, it kind of changed majors at the last minute. So anyway, then I came back a couple of years later, fast forward, he was there for like another 15 years. <laughs> I don't know what the story is, but I know that a whole lot of people are scared to go into the next season and I don't blame them. It's scary. But well, yeah, I mean, still even have to go. Gary Smalley just stepped into the next season. Right. You he know? stepped and into eternity. Yeah. And he was ready and his family knew that it was close and uh, being able to let go of one season of life. I mean, you've packed the U-Haul more than once. 
I've known you through a lot of different moves <laughs> and moves across the country. Uh, and yet you stepped into, and I know that there was fear, but I also know mm-hmm. yeah. when we look at the, the, you know, life as a series of seasons and, and, and maybe not take things for granted. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, just today I'm dealing with a little bit of regret of, you know, if I, if I had known it was the last time I was going to see somebody. You would have stopped and talked. You would have. I would have stopped and yeah. chatted and said, how's your health? What's going on? Yeah. Instead of, you know, I see you once or twice a year at these events. So I'll see you at the next one. And yeah, right. we'll exactly. have a chance to chat then. You know, it's that old cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, yeah. little boy blue and the man yeah. in the moon thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like there's a lot of feelings with what you're saying because we just don't know. I don't know if this is our last conversation. I, right. I don't know. You know, you don't know when a sudden season change, an unexpected sudden season change is coming. And so um, I really put a lot of... um creds <laughs> on the Holy Spirit. Um, because if he does tell me, and, and obviously he didn't tell you to stop and talk to Gary Smalley, you know, but if I do feel a tug on my heart or I feel like it comes to me more than once or twice or three times, like called white yeah. comes to my mind and then called oh, yeah. white comes into my mind. It's like, you know, I have to listen because I, I am a spiritual person who believes the Holy Spirit resides in me and that Jesus sent him to help me and that he will lead me into truth. So I would say, you know, at least for me, this is counseling myself, is that I just don't want to barrel through life missing the cues if God says something to me to pause and to really look at somebody that I do it, you know, um, because you just don't know, you know. Well, that's where... Um... You know, I don't want to sim- simplify it too much, but mm-hmm. if you have a dog, the dog knows how to live in the moment. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. This is fantastic. <laughs> and every single time, see, cats are like, oh, did you bring me food? Okay, I'm not going to talk to you. Don't live like a cat. Yeah, no, you live life like a dog because the dog's like, I'm so happy. And then. It's like, oh my gosh, are you going to drop part of your cheeseburger? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And every day is running around in circles and I mean, your tail is wagging and life is exciting. And can you imagine if we were able to live life that every time we see, you know, last week I was at that thing in Atlanta and I sent you a picture of, of, yeah. of, of Beth Bacall and yeah. a, a couple of friends. Yeah. And if every time we see a friend, like an old friend, and it's like, I'm so happy to see you yeah and we were just excited and our tails wagging and we're so excited <laughs> instead of distracted playing words with friends on our phone right. um, oh it's like oh it's you okay <laughs> oh i just think that's a good shake up it's just a good shake up message just a reset button you know no regrets from the past just right now to live that way yep um and living when- in that moment uh, i think then there is no regret of Oh, did you hear that they passed? It's like, oh, but the last time I saw them, I was mm-hmm. so happy to see them. How are you? Mm-hmm. Just a long hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have um, some things I want to say. One, I know a lot of people fear death. They really fear that, that change of season. But I, I've come to look at this as the earth project. And I believe that it is purposeful and that we are assigned here. And then... The next season is just going to be glorious. We don't know because we haven't seen, but it's just going to be a season change. So I do think it's a good idea to practice here on earth, you know, to acknowledge what has happened. Like Peyton Manning said, 
in that speech that we realize it's the little things that are the big things when we look in our rearview mirror and just to enjoy the moments, to love life in the present, but not to hold on to it when a season begins to change. You know, you change your clothes, you know, it's getting cold. So you put on a jacket and you walk into the new season. And um, I wanted to say that. And then um, I also wanted to say that when I was checking out at the grocery store, this lovely young lady who was the checker said, did you find everything okay? And whenever anybody says, did you find everything okay? It's a trigger in my mind for you don't see me. You're just saying what you have to. I'm going to work hard to engage you in a real conversation. It's just a game I play with human beings. And so whenever I feel like people are just saying, you know, do you have any coupons? You know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I always enjoy talking to them. And so I said, oh, yeah, I found everything fine. Thank you. But would you like to see the picture of the Snickers that I took a picture of on aisle eight? (laughs) And so I'm showing them this. And so the man who was bagging my groceries started to say, I love Snickers. I like Twix. I like Kit Kats. And I'm like, I like Snickers. I like Twix. I like Kit Kats. And so then he started telling me all these stories about candy. And I stood there a long time. And I could even feel the checker looking at me kind of like, you don't have to do this. Or what are you doing? You can move on kind of. And and I walked away thinking, I'm so thankful I had an interaction with a human being today. And that human being looked at me and I looked at him and we talked about something that meant something to him. And it was just because, oh, it makes me cry because I wasn't barreling through my life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to barrel through my life. I want to be present in my life. I think that's why we like to be and, and even long to be close to some people or for some people, maybe certain types of pets because it's comforting, Mm -hmm. because it's safe, because there's a deep level of acceptance because there's no judgment there's just strong connection. And by the way, what I just described, something that, that you and I have had for a very long time, and we have some other friends, it's mm-hmm. this deep, meaningful connection. Lisa, that's heaven. Oh, that's yeah. heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's a taste of heaven re- on earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a taste of heaven. It's nothing to do with religion. It's nothing to do with, with agendas. It's nothing to do with politics. It's not about, you know, hey, here's this great opportunity. It's just... Oh, it's you. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a such a comforting level of connection. I think truly that's part of the heaven that we get to experience on this earth is to have relationships like that. And that's why we invite people to our conversation because I want them to feel that same wonderful, safe, loving connection um, because they're part of our group. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're part of mm-hmm. our, our, our people. Yeah. Yeah. I want that for people. And, I know that that's not, that doesn't mean every human being that there's, God picks people in your life. Like in Peyton Manning's speech, um, he, it was all about human connection. Like the first quarterback he ever played against and thinking about him being in heaven and being proud of him, thinking about his pawpaw being proud of him because his favorite announcers were going to call the game or thinking about, um, Demarius Thomas, every time he ca- caught one of his touchdowns saying, yep. I love you. Thank you for coming to Denver, <laughs> you know, or calling his brother from, you know, seeing that did the Giants win first thing and he got choked up and then calling his brother, you know, to say talk after their games. And How did it, it was go? all about human connection, human connection, people that I love. And even when he was talking about his children who are really young, you know, they had their children just recently. I was thanking God. 
I cry every time I listen to that Peyton Manning speech because I was thanking God. Thank you for giving him children because I know that's changed him. And I know that that is so meaningful to for someone who can truly see people. What a gift that he has children, you know, and just a great speech. <laughs> if we knew that it was the last time that we would turn on a microphone and a headset, then it would become um, very intentional. It would become very important. It's like, no, no, I need you to know this. And although Carrie and Greg and Michael I've not talked to since they lost their dad, Gary Smalley, over the weekend, but I know the last thing that he said to them would have been very intentional and they'll remember it for always. And if every time, see, here's heaven, because it stirs our heart and it stirs our emotion. And if every time I'm intentional, and I'm focused and I'm not in a hurry to get to the checkout line and I'm not busy with trying to get to the next place if I can learn to live as the Bible teaches to, to be able to to be in that moment you know, Jesus said you have enough trouble today don't borrow trouble from tomorrow so we don't live in the past we don't live in the future and to be in the moment with a person or to be in the moment in worship or to be in the moment if I'm you know out going for a walk and to just be at peace inside that is good for our soul that feeds our soul and then there's no regrets and 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 and, and it's just a sense of okay god what's going to happen next god let me just have the simplicity of living in the moment and trusting i think that's why the bible talks about god's people sometimes are referenced as sheep you know i'm just cruising through life i'm not worried about anything somebody else got this figured out i'm just going to follow the shepherd and it's going to be okay it's going to be okay.